Hey guys, it's Monday, it's 8pm, you know what that means, Novak News, Stevan Bubalo, Michael Silich, the heavy hitters, and we're here about the land tax acts. Join us in a sec. Stay tuned, guys. Good evening, Michael. Look, I've been I've been waiting to do this. Oh, there well you done. We're ready to go. Heavy hitters. You that everyone? Heavy hitters, guys. Does heavy. that mean I put on the KGs? Am I in the heavy sure. hitters club? You have, you have, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you've, you've grown. Yeah, thank you, thank you, guys. Tonight we're going to be talking about the land tax acts. Um, something that is not, I think, as big in the media at the moment. Everything's all interest rates, interest rates. Yep. But something that I think is very, very relevant, very, very real for a lot of people, and I think it's a silent killer. Yeah, that's right. So a lot of you might not be aware, like Michael said, that the, the headlines are all taken up with interest rates and, and obviously the exploding rents out there as well. Mm. But there has been some movement in the background surrounding land tax, and, and it pretty much is around... The increase, uh, the increase, I guess, amount of uh, of what they're estimating your property values to be sitting at. Correct, the land value there. So, guys, for those of you that don't know, land tax is something that is basically it's a tax that takes place on someone that owns property, yep. specifically for investment properties. As your primary place of residence, you are exempt from it. Um, but someone that invo- um, owns investment properties, the value of general, they look at your land value. And then there's certain thresholds that if you hit, you'll be hit with an additional tax on top of all your standard outgoings, your mortgage, your council strata, all that, or obviously your um, renovations to a home. Yep. You're going to be hit with land tax as well. So, guys, it's something that's a bit of an extra out there and it affects everyone slightly differently depending on how much property you own. Yeah. And something also just to be aware of is even if the property is vacant land or rural land where you don't have a dwelling on it, you are subject to land tax on those properties as well. Yeah, very, very true. So, look, I guess the big news, Michael, um, land tax, how is it calculated? And really, I mean, what's happened in the last, hmm. I'd say, a few weeks, but it's probably been happening for, for a month or so now. Um, what's the big news? What's yeah, happening? so the biggest thing I think people don't realise with land tax, so normally most people, if you own a couple of properties, and obviously for someone that owns just one primary place of residence, this isn't really as applicable to you. It's more for people that own either one investment property or a couple of investment properties. And if you want to get on the property ladder and sort of build up that portfolio, that's where it becomes increasingly relevant. Um, normally, your land tax bill, you will get slapped with it right at the very end of the year. Yep. So normally, just after Christmas time, they'll say, hey, great news, Merry Christmas, and here's your land tax bill. <laughs> and it's a rolling three-year average. Um, and so pretty much what they look to do is, and we'll start with the thresholds first of all, yep. they will say, and I'm going to use a, just a nice clear example, let's say you're a mum and dad, you own a house that you live in and you own an investment unit somewhere on the northern beaches, for example. That investment unit, the land value might be 400 odd thousand. Just, just before we jump um, in, Michael's off, with, with an investment apartment, yeah. so what we're talking about is the actual dirt under the property and the value of the dirt under the actual physical structure. So if there's 12 apartments on a parcel of dirt, it's it's divvied up by those 12 owners. Correct, yeah. So, yeah, with that there, guys, we're not talking about the value of the property. We're talking about the land value component. And traditionally so, strata-type properties, like Stevan said there, they're a lot lower in their land value, which is something that's going to be much more applicable for when we speak about it later. Um, so let's say you're a mum and dad, you own a house, you own an investment unit. 
let's say the unit's land value um, is $400,000, that means you fall below the land tax threshold. So guys, the land tax threshold is pretty much a number that if you exceed it, they're going to start to charge you land tax from the government. Um, or if you sit below it, they're not going to charge you land tax. And that is adjusted year on year. Yeah, that's right. And I think I think that's the, the really key thing that Michael mentioned year on year. I've got a printout down here because I have to keep looking down. <laughs> but um, to give you an idea, the, the land tax threshold uh, in 2020 was 734000 mm -hmm. Um Jumped up in 2021 to 755, so not a huge difference. Um, then for 2022, jumped up to 822,000, mm -hmm. and now it's up to 969,000. For 2023, yes. so. So if you're <clears> under that figure, you're not gonna be paying land tax, but if Michael said, if you've got a, a combination or any, I guess any investment property, one investment property, uh, that exceeds that value, you're going to be paying tax on it. Correct. So the tax guys that you're paying on it when you exceed that figure yep. is $100 plus 1.6% of every dollar above that in land value up until there's a premium threshold as well. Um, we'll just focus on the standard threshold today. So for example, let's say you own an investment house on the Northern Beaches and the land value of that is at $1.3 million, for example, which is not uncommon. Yep. Um, that means uh, that 1.3 million, I'll just use nice round numbers, around 900,000 for the threshold. You're $400,000 over the threshold. On that $400,000 worth of land value, you're going to be paying that 1.6% tax, which would be, you will take about $6,000. Additional on top of everything else that you're already paying. And yeah, that's right. I just think it's a big thing that a lot of people may not necessarily be budgeting for, especially when you're new in the property investment game. Yeah. Because um, you always go through, okay, I've got to calculate my outgoings with it. Um, and it's something there, like at those numbers I just said, then you just buy one investment house and you're already talking about an additional give or take $6,000 a year. You own no other property. You might rent where you are at the moment or you yeah. can just have one investment property, right, one investment house, and you pay an additional $6,000, about $120 a week more in outgoings than you expected. Yeah, that's, that's right. And I mean, Michael, what if I'm an investor now, You know, what can I do to, to try to minimise my land tax or what kind of moves do you think? of wise moves as yeah. an investor when looking at trying to minimise that land tax. So it's interesting. And look, guys, we're not financial advisors. We're not giving financial <laughs> advice on it, but we're just speaking about our experience with it as agents and also hearing it on the ground as, a lot as well because we're speaking to all you guys out at open homes. Um, and I guess a lot of people are actually quite forthcoming with what their strategies are with property and how everyone's trying to make money from property. Yep. Um, a lot of people, when they're looking at buying their houses as investments, are thinking, okay, maybe I'll buy it and then I'm going to live in the house and use it as my primary place of residence. So a lot of people I've been speaking to have gone, I'm going to go buy this house. I'm going to go maybe renovate it, live in it for three, four, five years to try and add value to it. But actually, this is my primary place of residence. Yep. And because that you're exempt from it, go sell it. You don't have to pay any land tax whilst you're holding onto it. There's other tax implications as well. Um, but there's that way that I'm seeing a lot of people yeah. do it. Yep. The nature of, I guess, houses having such a big land value relative to units I think now, and whether the government's intentionally done it this way or not, especially now with land values, how much they've gone up. So to give you guys a bit of an example, land values on um, the value of general, how they estimate them, the most recent calendar year for 2023, or well, moving into 2023 now, they've jumped up about close to 20, 30%. And that's shown in the threshold as well. Uh, but that's pushing people well and truly above that threshold. Uh, and so what you'll find is, I think, 
a lot of people from an investment perspective may start to err towards moving away from houses and moving to strata apartments because a $1.5 million house is going to have a much higher land value than a $1.5 million apartment. Yeah, yeah. And that's because of that ratio of property to, I guess, the block of dirt. Mm. With a house, it's, it's one to one. You know, there's only one owner on that piece yeah. of dirt. With a strata property, you know, the smaller strata lots are anywhere from kind of a minimum of six, but eight, 12, 15 owners sharing that parcel anywhere up to some of these larger scale developments, yeah. um, you know, hundreds of properties in there. So it would make more sense, you're thinking, if you want to stay under that threshold or as close to that threshold as possible, mm. to maybe be looking at strata-based investments um, as opposed to a freehold home. Yeah, like that and the way they calculate it is it's a rolling three-year average. That's so, point, yeah. yeah, so this is a big thing as well because there's always a bit of a lag in the way that I guess you get hit with these taxes. And for example, with the big boom of property um, prices that we had, including the land value of them going up over, especially end of 2020, 2021, um, those land values went up through the roof. Yep. Now that was not reflected in people's land tax bills that year because it's a rolling through your average. They're looking at the land value from years beforehand as well. Yep. And what we're starting to find now is, if you look at, um, for those of you out there that own some investment properties, you look at your land tax estimates they've got for, 2020, 2021, 2022, now 2023, they're starting to jump up quite a lot. As you lose that last year each time, that rolling average is starting to really jump up. Yeah. And I think it's going to be a big thing that's, even though property prices have come off this year, I think, um, especially 2022, people's land taxes bills are actually going to jump up drastically as yeah. well. So it's yeah. a bit of a double whammy. Um, and I think it's going to be a bit of a silent killer for some people out there with investment homes looking to, I guess, re-strategize. Yeah. And I think a question out there as well that some people have is who determines the land, uh, your land tax, who, who determines, sorry, your land value? Mm -hmm. uh, if the market's so buoyant going up and down, you know, why isn't my land tax, the land value following? Yeah. Um, the land value is set by the value of general mm -hmm. um, and it is a unimproved value of the land. Mm -hmm. So it's going to be different uh, for, for most properties. Yeah. Um, but they will do an assessment. And like Michael said, this will be assessed every year, mm -hmm. but the amount you pay will be the average of those oh, prices yeah. over the last three years. Yeah. Um, and so they try to level it out at least, which is... Correct. They try to level something. it out. And look, it's not a perfect science either. Like we know in real estate, we give an estimate of what a yeah. property's worth, um, but what someone's willing to pay for it or what an actual block of dirt is worth. Sometimes I think putting a specific number is not entirely accurate. And I guess that's why they do that rolling three-year average. Yeah. Um, but the second part of it is um, that was brought to my attention as well that I don't think many people are aware of is when you get given your land tax bill roughly around New Year's time, they give you 60 days to dispute it. Um, and this is a big thing that I wasn't even aware of myself until recently where you can come in, and especially if you think that the land value has come in well and truly over it, there are companies out there, there are individuals um, like corporations that come out there and they can review it on your behalf and you can actually have lodged an objection to it. Um, sometimes there's no merit, it goes absolutely nowhere, but sometimes if you genuinely feel like you've been hard done by and they've estimated the land value to be well and truly over, you do have 60 days to lodge that um, objection. Yeah. Yeah. And obviously if you come off right with it and go through the process and they approve it all, it can drastically change your land yeah. tax bill. Yeah, probably not a bad idea if you're, um you know, holding quite a large sum of real estate um, investment. Even if you're not holding a large sum, like someone a large sum, it's amplified. But even if you're someone that, like we said before, you own one investment house and you're over that threshold, that could be the difference of being above that threshold or pushing below that threshold. 
And we're talking about thousands upon thousands of dollars, literally even just from one property's worth. Um, so what we'll find is, and guys, to give you an idea, that's 60 days. Now we're in well, mid-February. There's still yeah. time from last year as well. Um, my suggestion yeah, be, still got a window. Yeah, ch chat to your accountant. I'm sure your accountant will be able to tell you a bit more in depth as well. Um, but this hopefully will give you guys just a, a little taste of what you potentially could do with it and it could potentially save you money. Yeah, but like a lot, like we were saying, a lot of people don't realise, um, you know, in, with, with the headlines so much on um, interest rates and, and rental prices and, and yields and things like that, mm. this is just going to be a, another expense. I think one thing maybe that could be a positive, I won't say positive, is that um, with obviously a land tax threshold, you'll see investors, hopefully, uh, we might have discussed it, mm. focused more on strata apartments and hopefully that means that the homes are gonna be there for families to live in. We still need more family homes, definitely. Yeah. Um, but it might, you know, just just swing those investors into uh, apartments rather than houses or 100%. something like that. And I, I don't know if that's what the government is intending to do no. with it through obviously making the thresholds the way they are, the way this whole t land tax system works. Yeah. Um, whether it's intentional or not, I feel like that is pushing people in that certain direction there. Um, and it's probably something that with land values, obviously the way they've jumped up more recently where that probably wasn't previously part of yeah. people's strategies, but I think it will be moving forward a lot more now, yeah. especially as cash flow is really going to become king with everything with increased interest rates, all your outgoings. It's, it's harder than ever now to hold on to a property. Um, and for anyone out there that goes like, oh, boo-hoo, the investors, they're the ones with lots of money. A lot of these people here, majority of Australians that own investment properties, it's normally, and I don't have the numbers in front of me right now, but majority of them is a mum and dad that owns one investment property. It's not, the, the, the big tycoons that own 20 plus investment properties is such a small proportion of people. The majority of people that are affected by all these rates, interest rates going up, everything like it is, is majority of the time just normal working families that have that's their nest egg. That's like their almost yeah. like their super yeah. um, for their savings there. And for these guys here, the difference of like those examples before, it could be fifty dollars a week more. It could be a couple hundred dollars a week yeah. more in tax that you have to pay. Um, it's just something that it is the way it is. You can't change it in that regard, but you just got to be making sure you're accounting for it because I think sometimes people are getting caught short. Definitely, definitely. So guys, hopefully it's been helpful. That's it. Quick little recap on, yeah. on your land tax. But again, a key takeaway from what Michael said is you can challenge your land tax. So mm. if you feel that you've been overcharged or perhaps the value that has been assessed to your property is high, you can challenge it. You've only got 60 days to do that. Mm. Um, and we're 40 odd days, 45 odd days into yeah. that process now. So if you do want to challenge, it's a good thing to look into that straight away. Um, unfortunately, it is here to stay. Um, it's completely separate and different to stamp duty yes. um, or capital gains tax um, that, that we've got with property. Uh, one thing we should, we should mention, Bud, is you and I, we just discovered yeah. that if you are successful and um, you do come back and, and you've argued your point and, and they have reduced your land tax, they will pay you a, uh, a reimbursement. The difference? Yeah, so I saw that in one of the documents we we're reading through as well. Check this with your accountant, but there might be the potential for reimbursements from previous years as well. Once again, we haven't done the full digging there with it. Please check with your financial <laughs> advisor. But yeah, there might be the potential for there as well. I just think yeah. you'd be silly not to at least explore it. It might literally be a five-minute conversation with your accountant that goes nowhere, yeah. or it could be something that ends up saving you thousands upon thousands of dollars. Um, it's just worthwhile at least looking into. Yeah, definitely.
Guys, thank you. Thanks thank for joining you. us, Michael. Thank you. Guys. You're yeah. a bit, bit more of an expert on land tax than I am. <laughs> hopefully, <laughs> hopefully we got you guys got was, some useful nuggets there. I was commenting Michael before on his beautiful hair. Oh, thank beforehand. you. <laughs> it just makes me almost as tall as you. <laughs> <laughs> guys, thank you again. As always, yeah. any questions, anything we can help you with, Novak Properties. You don't have to be on the Northern Beaches. Um, if you've got real estate-related questions, we're always available 24-7. Love to help you guys. Yeah. And uh, thanks for viewing tonight. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Cheers. Cheers.